Will you spend another summer working on your yard for your spouse, kids, and guests? Or would you rather spend the summer with your spouse, playing with the kids, and relaxing with guests? Hire Blue Duck Lawn Care to get the super healthy lawn you love and neighbors will envy. Blue Duck does the fertilizing and weed control. You just mow to get a lush, thick lawn. Best in your neighborhood. If it's got to be green, hire Blue. BlueDuckLawnCare.com. Remember, if it's got to be green, hire Blue. BlueDuckLawnCare.com. It's a third term for Joe Hogsett. Actually happening in real time. Uh, Indianapolis also voted for a socialist. In Carmel, Sue Finkham will replace Jim Brainerd. Miles Nelson deserved to lose. And as I stated earlier, he should never be allowed anywhere near political office ever again. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Democrats with a clean sweep in Lawrence. And nationally, Democrats are able to take back the House of Delegates in Virginia, leaving Glenn Youngkin on an island. The House and the Senate now controlled by Democrats. Andy Bashir wins a second term in Kentucky, which brings about a Trump question and his uh, support of the Republican challenger. But it's Ohio that passes... Issue number one, which I think is going to get a tremendous amount of legal challenges. No law that could directly or indirectly burden or interfere with reproductive decisions. So abortion is in the Constitution. It can't be limited. And if you take a look at the word burden, are you saying that taxpayers in Ohio have to pay for it? Are you saying that the taxpayers of Ohio are going to pay for abortions and possibly gender reassignment surgeries on children where they don't have to notify their parents? This is what Ohio did? In legislation written by the ACLU, this amendment? I am almost curious to know if the people of Ohio actually understood the legislation because how does one vote for that? Jesse Hill, who is an attorney for the ACLU of Ohio, stated that the intent of the proposal, it would, quote, mean that laws that conflict with it cannot be enforced should not be enforced, including existing laws on parental consent. Oh. No, these people aren't radical at all. Uh, This election, there's going to be a lot to break down. I'm going to do that on Tony Katz today. But you better start getting it understood how broken the nation is. And that the divide is here. And it will not be an easy fix. How does one rationalize with people who don't believe that parents have a right to know what's happening with their children? Who believe that children are adults and they can make decisions about their health care. And then, of course, who they love. Oh, If you don't understand that all this is a win for NAMBLA, you have not been paying attention to what an end goal is, what an end game is. I said it. I meant it. You don't want to protect children from themselves. Again, I wonder if people of Ohio actually understood this, but my gosh. 
This was not a good election yesterday. Problems on problems. And the political right better understand that, man, the left has weaponized the abortion conversation. You won only a fight in getting rid of Roe v. Wade. And you should have because Roe v. Wade was decided wrongly. Now we left it to the states and states are making decisions. People are having their voices heard and what they're saying is we want some level of abortion. I don't know if they really want what Ohio just did. But they want it safe and they want it legal. They certainly want it legal, I would say. You can win this battle, you're going to win it culturally. If you try and win it legally, (laughs) the results are not going to work for you. You're being told something. Incrementalism, kitten. I'm never going to stop the pro-life people from being pro-life, and I'm not asking them to. I'm asking to take a look at what people are telling you. Listen to what they're saying. You don't agree? Okay. I don't agree with the idea that children can determine their own gender because they can't or can make their own decisions, and that should be fought uh, with with everything because, after all, what kind of society are we? You feel that way about abortion, you'll do what you do. Politicos will do different because they'll see the difference. Carmel gets itself a replacement for Jim Brainerd. Sue Finkham, the mayor-elect, joins me next. I'm Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Elections all across the country. It's going to be a lot of head scratching. A lot of questions about what happens nationally. You take a look at Virginia. Democrats could get control of the House of Delegates. But the support for Glenn Young and the governor, the Republican, is still high. Kentucky keeps Andy Bashir, the Democrat, for another four years. But Mississippi keeps the Republican Tate. Ohio, as I've stated... You don't need parental consent for an abortion or a gender transition surgery, and the taxpayer might have to pay for it? There's a lot to break down. Tony Katz, good to be with you. But in Carmel, Indiana, in Hamilton County, the Republicans had a heck of a day. And the Democrats have to be questioning what happened. Because Democrats in Hamilton County got their clocks cleaned. In Fishers, the Republicans took all three at-large seats on the city council. They did so also in Carmel, and they elected Sue Finkham over Miles Nelson, the mayor-elect Sue Finkham, 
uh, joins me uh, right now. Uh, congratulations uh, to you. Uh, before we get into um, what comes next, I, I want to hear about this race for for mayor. If, uh, the, the honest assessment, is this what you thought running for mayor would be like? Uh, good morning, Tony. No, it's not what I thought running for mayor would be like, at least this half of the election anyway. We, uh, I always said to the campaign team, look, I just really want to fill potholes really well and do it in a transparent manner that makes people proud. Uh, this was not what I thought we'd be talking about for the last six months. And you're discussing, of course, this whole Moms for Liberty insanity as opposed to uh, what's happening in Carmel, Indiana. That was a national playbook. Was there ever a conversation outside of what we saw as the people privately saying, what in the world are you doing here? As far as to me, Tony, as the candidate, what do you... As you to Miles Nelson or you to any member of the Democratic Party, what are you guys doing? Why aren't we talking about the issues? Uh, you know, I think what we said to them was publicly, like, that what's important is the plan and how we're going to lead Carmel and how we're going to take care of the people of Carmel and try to focus it locally. Uh yeah, we weren't talking campaign strategy with my opponent, that's for sure. But we were trying to make people understand that what he was talking about was ridiculous and, um, you know, not of prime importance to the people of Carmel. And I think they showed him that themselves last night with the results of that election. Talking to Sue Finkham, she is uh, the mayor-elect in Carmel, Indiana. Uh, the, the the victory in, in Carmel. Like like we see Joe Hogsett's victory in Indianapolis. You can talk about registrations and party line here. Did you see any level of crossover based on message or based on other uh, criteria? Yeah, I believe we did. I, we haven't broken down the numbers yet, obviously, um, but I believe we pulled some Democrats and some swim voters our way. There's a lot of people here who are smart enough to see through the rhetoric and said, look, Sue's more qualified. She's served well on city council for 12 years. And, um, you know, we have people who run businesses here and understand what I was trying to say is we're going to run a responsible, efficient, transparent government. And they bought into that. And they're, you know, now they're going to hold me accountable to it. And I welcome that challenge. Well, holding you accountable is absolutely going to happen. So now you, you, you've you got uh, the win, 57% of the vote. What comes next? Uh, the swearing-in happens when, and how do the people of Carmel feel the difference between the 28 years of Jim Brainerd and this this new world of, of Mayor Sue Finkham? Well, what's next is we stand up our transition committee, for sure. We'll get to work on that today. Uh, swearing-in will probably be the... Well, we'll formally take the oath right before the end of the year, but then we'll do a more public event with all the candidates uh, first week of January, probably. We didn't work on any of that, Tony. We were really focused on winning this election, so I don't have a ton of details at my fingertips yet. But um, I think what I want them to see right out of the gate is uh, I promised that we would do a citywide survey and get their input and feedback because I want to make sure we put that into our plan, build on the Elevate Carmel plan that we put together. They're going to... Um, see a focus on, you know, again, metrics and information that they haven't had access to before. Um, and, you know, we got a lot to get to get pulled together uh, in the next, you know, the first hundred days. And I'm looking forward to, again, having citizens of Carmel have input. I think we have an opportunity to create more positions for people to be on committees and boards 
um, and commissions than um, we've had in the past. And I look, I'm excited about that. I think that's going to be fun. I think it's going to be enlightening. I think it's going to be eye-opening. And hopefully people find it to be inspirational, too. You know, I really want to engage kids in our process as we move forward, too, to get them more understanding what the city government does so they can serve at a greater level maybe 20, 30 years down the road. Let's talk about those first 100 days, uh, the ideas of uh, you talk about doing uh, the, the survey, which is always a good idea to get an idea of where uh, the, the people are. But as you ran for office, what is it that you said, first 100 days, I'm going to implement X or I'm going to try and get done Y? Is, is there something from the campaign that you said, first 100 days, this is what we're doing that the people of Carmel can expect to see quickly? Uh, the first biggest decision is hiring a police chief. We've talked a ton about crime prevention, how we have to be proactive, how we have to be professional, and how we have to be responsive. Our police chief is retiring for the second time, and we have to find a uh, more than capable and outstanding leader for this uh, fine group of men and women. That's first and foremost. Uh, standing up the government, making sure all the appointments are there is important to me, and making sure people understand who these people are and how they'll be serving. I also announced uh, Carmel housing coalition uh, to talk about developing a framework for development. The number one thing all of us candidates heard uh, was uh, people concerned about the pace of development we've had here in Carmel. So we want to get people who, uh, you know, are, are one involved in that space professionally, but also our trade organizations and residents involved in that conversation. That's important to me to get out of the gate too. <clears throat> so now let us take a step back. In this uh, race, what we saw was from the Democrats, from Miles Nelson, not a conversation about Carmel, but this nationalized push. The same thing we saw from Joe Hogsett, the same thing we've seen across the country. Uh, it, it is very much uh, Saul Linsky. Pick the target, personalize it, freeze it, and polarize it. Um, try and connect you. Try and, 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 and make uh, claims as opposed to uh, in, engaging vision. When you have... 40% of Carmel, Indiana, that voted for that. How do you go about reaching out to those people? Or do you say, you know what, the, the, the proof is in the doing, the reach out is in the success? Tony, a lot of really great people are on that other 40% who love their community, love their schools here, and want Carmel to succeed. So my job, as a mayor who wants to be mayor of everybody here, is to make sure that they're heard as well. We may not always agree on policy, but we certainly agree that we want our kids to have a bright future and we want Carmel to succeed. So, uh, yes, including the survey, including in um, you know one-on-one meetings, coffee shop meetings, and the like, I'm going to make sure um, we try to make sure that they feel that they're brought along too. Um, again, schools are really important here in Carmel, and uh, you know my opponent tried to make the focus of this election, and to some extent he did. Um, what he confused a lot of people on is the mayor's role in school. Uh, we have a really important election coming up next year for the school board, and I'll let, uh, I'll let the school board folks and um, professionals you know, weigh in on that while we focus on delivering the best government possible for the people of Carmel. But I feel like um, we need to make sure that everything we're doing, we're saturating ourselves with the voice of the consumer and the customer, which is everybody here in Carmel that's invested, whether they be residents or they be business owners, visitors, um, we have to make sure that we're re responsive and agile. 
Sue Finkham, the mayor-elect of Carmel, uh, first of all, thank you for coming on. And secondly, this may be the last very pleasant conversation we ever have. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how it's going to go. I, I, I will say uh, this. Uh, uh, I, uh, I have been um, more disgusted with not Miles Nelson's campaign than, than near anything. Uh, and I certainly have been supportive of the idea that you were at least focused on a vision. Uh, are you as conservative as I am? No. And many people would say, who is? And a lot of other people would say, you're not even conservative at all because everybody's got an opinion. Uh, we'll be watching. We'll be paying attention. We'll be discussing it honestly. Uh, and if you disagree, you'll call in and hopefully you'll share. I would love that, Tony. If I can find common ground with some of the Democrats that live here, I can find common ground with you, right? We're, we're going to find out real soon. <laughs> Real soon. Sue Fink, a mayor-elect of Carmel, Indiana. Enjoy that for the next couple of months until it's just mayor. Appreciate you taking the time. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC. The Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show is on WIBC Sundays, 9 a.m. Dow futures up 36. NASDAQ futures are up five. And mortgage rates going down, demand starting to work its way back as we discussed. Mortgage rates were down to 7.61 from 7.86 and then higher at that at 8.03. Applications to refinance increased 2%, 7% lower than they were last year, but up this year because people saw an opportunity. They saw an opportunity and they said, let's take the opportunity uh, while we can, which could mean that you could see a pop in sales which is exactly what we discussed when the 10-year treasury, the benchmark for deciding 30-year mortgage rates, went down to four and a half. Is it going to stay there? I don't know. But I'll give you another piece of news that just boggles the mind. Oil prices are going down. Now, I haven't so much seen this at the pump, but admittedly, I haven't gotten gas in a while. Um, But... If you take a look at both West Texas Intermediate and Brent Crude, West Texas Intermediate is $76 a barrel, and Brent is 80 bucks. You take a look, we'll, we'll take a look at the, at the Brent numbers. Do I not have a, do I not have a chart? For, here it is. If I go back to November uh, 3rd, November 3rd, that's a week ago, kids. Week and a half ago, eighty-seven dollars and sixty-three cents a barrel. Now, eighty. That's a drop. If I take a look at one month, and I go back to October nineteenth, so an actual month ago, it was ninety-two dollars. You're telling me I've got a war in the Middle East and I have oil prices going down? I don't understand what's happening. Now, there are some things going on, specifically with the United States, that while, yes, Joe Biden is no uh, a fan of energy 
and no friend to energy and the canceling of leases and all sorts of things from the places where we do output, there has been magnificent output. And that can mean more energy on the market. But OPEC has been saying we're going to uh, seize this. We're going to not uh, have uh, uh, more uh, um, pumping of oil on that. Part of this could have nothing to do with what we're outputting or what, um, what OPEC is outputting. China has some weird economic data. So China exports have, de- have been down for the past six months. And remember, China lies. So it could be much worse than that. Higher interest rates uh, putting pressure on the economy. The U.S. is trying to get its inflation down to 2%, so don't expect any rate decreases anytime soon. So if China isn't producing as much, China is not using as much. So even if Saudi Arabia and Russia cut their oil production, as I was talking about OPEC, and China's utilizing yes and gets from those places well, specifically Russia, well then you've got less demand and you have more supply and therefore price goes down because economics works. But I'm pretty amazed that we haven't seen a spike. We always discuss it honestly here. This is where we are at. $76 on the West Texas Intermediate. And at the high a month ago, it was 93 That's $20 a barrel less. That is something to pay attention to, children. Something to pay attention to in a very, very focused way. I am, for sure. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. the reason most of the people in this audience could not sleep well last night. A new poll shows Joe Biden getting trounced by Donald Trump in almost every single swing state. Don't panic. It's still too early to say Biden will definitely lose. He could absolutely die in his sleep instead. That's a joke from Sarah Silverman on Comedy Central. Holy crap. That's uh, that's pretty ugly stuff. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. But as much as these elections, the loss in uh, Virginia, the loss in Kentucky, the the, the loss in Ohio, uh, let's Republicans know that Americans want abortion. You're going to have to figure out how to have this conversation. I I think I've got it. (laughs) They want legal abortion. So that's where you're going to have to start. And slowly... Bit by bit, as it took nearly 50 years to overturn the despicable decision of Roe v. Wade, maybe you'll get there. Why do you think it's going to happen all at once? They militarized the topic. Remember, it was it's religion uh, to the left, and it has been for decades. Why Why would you think that you would see anything else? I did not expect it in the last election uh, to be as strong of a subject as it is, but I understood it here, and I don't think anybody can now deny it, so how about we don't? 
Understand that you're going to win this thing culturally, not legislatively, which we have been talking about for years, and I can go back and show you the tapes. It just is. America wants legalized abortion. They do. They want it. So what is your what is your plan? What is your plan for convincing people to vote for Republicans? You know, you, there's a lot about this election that you could talk about regarding uh, is a Trump endorsement the kiss of death. Daniel Cameron, uh, who uh, ran for governor in Kentucky, he ran uh, very proud to get the Trump endorsement. He lost. The black Republican lost, which, uh, by the way, why isn't this being discussed that Kentucky is a bunch of racists? They voted for the white man instead of the black man. Kentucky uh, Democrats are racist. Isn't that how we're supposed to do this? No, all of a sudden we got to take a deeper look. Okay, sure. Okay, fine. I'll take the deeper look. Is this about Trump being a kiss of death? Proving that Trump can't win a general? Maybe Trump can't win a general. I've said so. But America wants legal abortion. You're going to have to win them over over time. You're going to have to win them over over time. And everything about, I think, what we just saw plays better for Nikki Haley. Wait for that in the debate tonight. Maybe I'll see you there. The debate party, cigarsanddebate.com. Uh, uh, if, if I don't even know if there are any tickets left. Uh, it, this thing is a sellout. Everybody's going to be there. It's going to be fantastic. We will discuss all of this. We're going to be smoking some very, very good sticks uh, and uh, and drinking some some old fashions and some bourbon. Uh, it's going to be wonderful. Looking forward to seeing everybody tonight at the debate party with myself and Americans for Prosperity. Very much looking forward to it. But as much as Republicans need to realize, okay, you're going into 2024, you, you, you can't be talking abortion bans. <laughs> it's a loser. You know, America is not there yet. They're raw still from the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And this is what they're telling you. They're raw. I'm just telling you what is. I, can't, I didn't say you couldn't stop being pro-life or you had to stop being pro-life. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, Democrats have, have a, uh, something to realize here. Democrats have something to realize here. And that is that Joe Biden is outrageously beatable. The negatives of Joe Biden, Democrats have to question whether or not the abortion conversation can outweigh those negatives. And I believe that the answer they're coming to, as we have discussed, is no. That the negatives outweigh the abortion conversation. Yes, we want legal abortion, but this old guy's a freak. This old guy can't do it. And you know he did some shady stuff with Hunter. I think this election actually shows that if you take away the age inability issue, that Democrats can easily, easily feel confident in beating a vast majority of Republicans nationwide. Don't like it? I don't like it either. Just fact. Just fact right now. So the question before us is what will the, what will Republicans do to meet um, this moment? And then what will Democrats do to meet the moment? Everybody's got some work to do here. There's a lot to this election.
a lot. But here in Indiana, you get huge victory for the Republicans in Hamilton County shellacked the Democratic Party, took people out of office, prevented them from getting on board, and thank goodness, Carmel, ensuring that Miles Nelson is not the mayor. And as I stated earlier, Miles Nelson never gets to run for office again. I mean, I can't stop the man from running. But if he ever runs, I will be there to uh, oppose it with everything in me. The disgusting nature in which he ran this campaign, despicable, shameful, Yet the same despicable, shameful campaign that was run by Miles Nelson was run by Joe Hogsett, and it was victorious, beating Jefferson Shreve. Don't tell me about the old guard Republicans ever again. Mark Lubbers can't run a campaign again. What, are we all crazy? These guys can't do it. They don't know how to fight. They don't know how to fight. Did Jefferson run a great campaign? No. Did he hurt himself? Yes. Does he understand that? I don't know. But he should never think that this went well. You didn't have the right people. You didn't have fighters around you. You had people who just like getting paid around you. That's obvious. And if any of them have a problem with it, I'm right here. But Joe Hogsett didn't run a campaign about Indianapolis. He ran a campaign about the NRA and and abortion. And it worked. And Indy, this is what you want. You have to live with the pain of what you voted for until you want it to stop. And when you do, I'll be right here. And I'm not going anywhere. But you did this. You voted for a socialist for city council. You did this. So now... You're going to have to live with the pain.